You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening. Welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, I'm back. It's John. I'm hosting tonight. And I'm joined by uh, a couple of people who enjoyed uh, some big series at the weekend. Uh, Chris and John, how you doing? Uh, no bad. Uh, good, how are you? Uh, it's good. You've got, always got to have a big semi joke in. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wasted effort if you don't, I suppose. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, so, we'll come on to them later on. Uh, but we've got some good news. But apart from that... Like that's obviously good news, the the big series the weekend. But uh, Stephen Dobie, I believe since I've been away, basically you've just been betting Stephen Dobie every week. Well, it started with Hamish two weeks ago. They suggested he'd be the first goal scorer against uh, Hibs at eleven to one, as it turned out. Now Queen of South never scored against them, but it was a good theory that he was scoring like yeah, pretty frequently for Queen of South. So we, we stuck it one again last week, and lo and behold, he got the first goal. So. Uh, and then Queen says they're not going to lose. <laughs> so. Ah, we don't care if they lost. It's what it is, he yeah. scored first. Nope, he scored first, so that's what matters. That's all we're happy with it. Uh, so, 50 quid added to the pot, which makes us on a total of ringed about just under £300. Uh, we're waiting still for confirmation about one of the bets we won earlier in the season. So, we're getting there, because at one point we were struggling to break the £200 mark. Now it looks like we'll. Hopefully, we can break the £300 mark and then we'll see what happens. Anything else will be a bonus. Uh, the other bet, I mean, what we pair you up to, you basically took two teams in the, the worst league to try and predict, uh, apart from Livingston. I'll take the bet for that one this week. Yeah, All right. I suggested them, so I'll hold my hands up. My bad. Right. So, uh, basically, both the teams that we picked didn't even score a goal. Never mind doing it now. So, breaking Drew now, now, with Stranraugh and Peterhead. Uh, they lost one now to bottom of the table, saying how's me off. So, I, my God. Uh, so we'll see what we've got with later on. Uh, in terms of league action, there's a game coming up midweek. Hibs Wraith, that's only kind of game midweek. Wraith are in, I would say, needed a point certainly. When you look at the bottom of that championship, you've got eight at the bottom of the table. St Mirren in ninth, and then Wraith are just like three points above here so they're still all to play for in terms of avoiding that ninth spot yeah. and also the actual relegation spot as well and the big game that weekend is St Mirren and Wraith coming um, up against each other at, uh, whatever the stadium scores at Paisley 2021 or something like that um, <laughs> I, I think it's been renamed for a bit but um, and ears at home Hibs, that's a difficult win for them. Aye, I suppose the only thing about Hibs is that they're no doubt they having to play for anything now because they're out of the Scottish Cup, so they've no getting to play for there. Uh, and then they've obviously won the league. Uh, so done, you'd, so. imagine, you'd imagine uh, after Neil Lennon's run, there'll be maybe a bit of reaction from the players. Yeah, he, he wasn't too happy after the game. Yeah. Well, we'll come on to that because there's a lot of stuff to talk about in the lower leagues. Yes. Uh, Morton secured their playoff spot. So, 
it's basically Falkirk Dundee United Morton still be confirmed in what order it's going to be yeah it looks like it won't be Morton um, but there's only a point between Falkirk and Dundee United Morton are five behind Falkirk with two to play so Aye. Like but uh, Falkirk done United later next. So. And Falkirk's got a favourable game at home to uh, Queen of South at the weekend and United at home to Dumbarton, although Dumbarton have picked up some results. But I think it's difficult yeah. for Martin to finish second now, I think. But they would have took that at the start of fourth place. So. Oh, I But they're out of form, couldn't have come at a worse time for them right now. Yep. Uh, I think the difference is Queen of South don't need the points now. They're, they're safe. Dumbarton still need the points. So it might be a, a little bit of a difference in that game, those two games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving down to League One, you've got Livingston obviously were confirmed as champions a few weeks ago. Arlowa are confirmed for the playoffs. But aside from that, you would think it's probably any two from East Five breaking air during Queen's Park. I think anything below that. All four of them. Aye, aye, mental. <laughs> So I, I mean, why anyone would pick any charity bets like that? Like, ah, oh, do no. not know. Uh, but I, no. But it's about the same aspect. The other end of the table, um, probably between Stenhouse and Peterhead for the automatic relegation. But I don't think Stranraer or the the Woods in terms of avoiding ninth place. I'd be surprised if uh, Peterhead can catch Stranraer. To be honest, four points for six games. Yeah, for four, six, four, four points are possible six. Two games left. Aye. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, aye, they probably yeah. are, aren't they? They're, they're away to Peter, uh, Peter Heather, they're away to Livingston this weekend, so I don't really see it. Yeah, because Livingston have kept on winning actually after winning the league. Yeah. yeah so, so. so, see what happens there. The only league that's still be confirmed in terms of who's going to win the league. Uh, league two, between fourth and a bro, two games to go. So they two are fine in terms of either good up or being in the playoffs. Aside from that, it's any two from three where Arne and Montrose and Elgin. Yep. The other significant thing for us is um, Edinburgh City confirmed their status. Uh, they haven't come up last season, they will definitely be in League 2 next season as well. Yeah, that's well, good. I mean, they started badly as well, so it's a horrible well start then. Um, <laughs> speaking just on the, on the, the subject of that, uh, Bucky Thistle clinched the Highland League at the weekend, um, and that coupled with East Kilbride winning the Lowland League means they to play off, uh, I think, the first leg of that's this weekend. Oh, this weekend? It's early this weekend. Yeah, they, they, well, they get that out of the way and over the next couple of weekends before the, the following weekend again, you'll find the bottom team of League 2 play the winner. Yeah. Right, it's one for uh, three. Those uh, Clyde Berrett and Cowdenbeath. Yes, I mean, you think in it. you had Clyde who last year were in the playoffs as well for trying to get promoted. Cowdenbeath who obviously get relegated. So, no, the, the interesting thing is Clyde and Berrett play each other. That's right, Broadwood. Well, uh, Cowdenbeath hosts Forfar, and obviously Forfar still going for the champion or the, the title. Aye, and if you look at goal difference as well, the three of them, their goal difference is all just about the same. Yeah. Minus fifth, Clyde and Cairn Beath both minus 15, Berwick minus 16. So, aye, lots to play for still. There's a chance it can be finished this weekend of Clyde and Berwick both draw and fourth a beat Cairn Beath, that's it, Cairn Beath a bomb. Yeah. So, aye, it's interesting anyway. Bucky Thistle at home first against East Kilbride, 3pm kick-off, April 29th. And then May 6th mm-hmm. for the, the return leg at East Kilbride. So, shall we move on to the first of the big series? Yeah, the bigger semi. 
Did you have a bigger set? Oh, was that a bigger semi, John? Eh? You had. Ah, yeah, I had the bigger semi, yeah. You had the bigger semi, that's because you just get married. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's true, well done. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, uh, you may as well start off then, you were at the game. Talk us through your, your views. <laughs> yeah, it was um, a nerve-wracking afternoon, to say the least. I mean, what a tremendous start. Nerve-wracking um, <laughs> ne- no, for all of about 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. I mean the first. I mean, the first half hour, it was all one way. I mean, we were in so much control. We were pressing, we were pressing hips. There was no doubt we were gifted the first two goals. You know, the first one, um, John McGinn trying to dribble his way through um, the centre circle, and Aberdeen player sussed that out right away. And then there was another calamity pass from Dan McGregor, and then he finished it. Um, and then Christie um, catches out Marciano for the second one. Cracking free kick, but I don't know what Darren McGee's doing on the wall. That that was my um, problem. But, uh, just just, just trying to blame the keeper. I don't think the keeper's uh, blamed for it because I think he's taking up position waiting for the cross. Uh, Definitely. He's, he's expecting his wall not to fall apart, as it did. It was clear on McGee. So um, yeah. I would blame him more than the keeper. Aye, definitely. Hibs made a positive change, bringing off, taking off Ivy, who was dreadful. Um, Grant Holt came on I, I said to my mate um, I, I feared Grant Holt coming on and then he scored a couple of minutes later um, and then we made a bizarre substitution um, on was it 56 57 minutes yeah, but by trying to put in a defender at that point when you still got 35 33 minutes whatever it was left and within a minute that backfired in spectacularly and then you're you know flashbacks of previous NFL defeats just came right rolling back and I thought we'd blown it again and then we got a lucky break. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> aye. That's what I'm waiting for. Well, I wasn't. I couldn't get to the game because I couldn't get the day off work. But see, when it went to two 0 I was, I was like right to my colleague because I was scheduled to work down for the final. I was like, oh aye, right, I need to swap. I was going to get a swap anyway. But I was thinking, two all. I was thinking, oh, I might not need this swap after all, just with the amount of kind of failures that we've had in semi-finals. But thankfully, eh, Johnny Hayes, lucky reflection. But as I said to my pal, that pals, he bought a t- he bought a ticket. Don't buy a ticket. You can't win the raffle. He bought a ticket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm I, you happy. don't. Yeah, you don't care how you get how how because then I mean the, the phrase I used all season was deflections off um, the referee's back. Say, well, that's it, Dan McGregor's knee. So I really don't care how it goes in. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's a bizarre deflection as well because it looks to me like even after the deflection, it's going wide and it spins back in. <laughs> Aye. Um, it looked just, as though time just stood still when that ball just deflected because it took it looked as though it took an age to go in. It did, yeah. Uh, but I think overall we deserve to we deserve to go through. You felt we felt like all over from the hip side. Lennon seems to think they were a better side. Grant Holt said off it went to extra time, Hibs would have won easily and all that. Nonsense, I think. I think to be honest, um, you know, both sides had a case to say they deserved to win it. Um, yeah. Personally, I think extra time would have been fair. It got to that stage in the game where I said to um, my mate, whoever scores next is going to win. Uh, luckily, we got it, but then when we got it, I changed my mind to thinking, right, there's another goal in this for Hibs, and they nearly got it in the last minute. You know, heart was in the mouth, and Marciano had that header, but luckily, Joe Lewis held on. It was a good one for the cameras, but kept well the nets. That's all I was caring about. <laughs> The good thing as well in terms of winning, obviously being in the final, it means 
even if we secure second place at the weekend, there's still plenty to play for in terms of players trying to make sure to get their spot in the starting eleven in the final for the final. So that's good as well. It's the positives to take. There's one second. Just go back to the the, the goal in twelve seconds. Um, did you did you think there was a foul in the build up? The referee didn't give. Was there it, was, and they were, was we were they were Hi, the Hibs number six, Bartley. That's what he yeah, yeah, he called. Um, was it McLean? I can't uh, remember who, who took out, but I we were appealed for a foul, but thank goodness the well column did his 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 usual missing the big decision. John um I saw John Beaton, so I mixed the refs up. <laughs> um but I we're glad that, that free kick wasn't given. Um, a lovely finish by Rooney, I must say. Um, yeah. nice little gift. Second fastest goal in um, Scottish Cup history after another Aberdeen player, John Hewitt. Ah, oh, John Hewitt. My first gold fish was called Hewitt. Did, did you mm-hmm. take centre on that one, though? <laughs> that's, we that's, did, that's yeah. That's another laughable thing. How does it took centre? What do you think? Neil Lennon drew action after the game in terms of his response. He obviously wasn't happy, but a bit over the top, or...? Personally, I thought it was over the top. Um, my, that's just my opinion. I understand why he's frustrated. Um, you know, he's right. He's right to be angry because it was um, a poor start that Hibs had. They gifted the first two goals. I've said, but you know, I think he didn't really show any respect to Aberdeen. Um, didn't give us any credit. Whereas when you heard Derek McInnes speak, he was very um, complimentary to Hibs. Um, that's just my take on it. I just think Neil Lennon likes. Dignity a lot of times. He's a very good manager, um, but you know I think he does lack a bit of dignity sometimes. But Chris, no doubt you have a different opinion to me. I can I can understand his anger because like, he's right. The the hip stop was appalling. I don't think, as far as man management goes, this attacking the the, the team as a whole is, is especially good, especially given the way he made the sub with uh, Fraser Flavey. Now, you can't criticise him for making the sub because it was clearly. The right move, Grant Holt made a big difference. Um, obviously, pretty much scored his first touch. But the flip side of that is he's taking Fivey off after half an hour. You can see Fivey's not happy about going off. At no point does Neil Lennon say, Look, it's not you, this is a tactical decision. Like, they just put an arm around him and explain to him. But he, 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 there was pictures of him sitting on the stairs just looking annoyed, distraught, and something along those lines. That, that to me is poor man management. I think he did say though at one point that five it could be any one of five players that went off yeah. that he subbed. It just happened to be five to compete. Plus as well, five was on a yellow card. Yes, and that's so like that, that, pro- that, that would probably influenced his decision yeah. as well. You would say, well, I hit him off, but the five reaction wasn't great either. Like obviously, I'm not happy, but. Just I, with it. I can't really blame Fivey for that attitude though because he doesn't nah. want to go off he, 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 if Neil Lennon is saying he could have won F5 players he probably thinks that's hurst anyway um, he doesn't want to leave the pitch I, 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 would, I wouldn't criticise Fivey for that I'd be more no, I think to it, criticise Lennon for not managing it a bit better yeah I, I totally agree but I think with Fivey as well I think you know it was against his boy it was the first time he's faced Aberdeen since he left and a lot of Aberdeen fans don't, get, um, don't forgive him for the way he left as well and he's hurting from that and the abuse that he was getting from large sections of Aberdeen fans when he was going off saying who are you, who are you um, but the other thing that Lennon there was, did anyone make a comment saying it, you know, it was embarrassing that I had to bring a 36 year old on that doesn't, that's really not wise to say no, 
No, because even that does a dig at the guy that's come on and actually improved the game. Mm-hmm. Aye. Sadly, it doesn't matter how old the guy is. I mean, you know, you never heard Walter Smith him come out and say, it's embarrassing I'm playing a 42-year-old and David Weir. You know, he just ignores that Weir was his best defender at the time. I think Lennon should be grateful that he's got someone like Grant Holt, who, even though he's 36, is still a handful. I mean, he proved that against Hearts in the, the early rounds of the Cup. He was probably the difference that night. Aye, exactly. Plus, was Lennon not playing till he was about 36 as well? Yeah. Can I have played on for? I know it, it, it didn't have a play on too much longer after he left Celtic. No. That's right, because he went to Nottingham Forest for a bit and then Aye. came back, what, six months, seven months later as a coach? Aye. Aye, he was back as a coach. Like the, before, the season after we left Celtic, so. Different was Just a shame that obviously, right, because he's not going to get to play in the final. Yeah, but we knew the deal when um, we signed him, you know. It was just a case of if you'd help us to final, great, and um, well, he's certainly done that. Yeah, I mean, you you would think, depending on how the final goes, he'll get a medal <laughs> for having been involved in the the, the Aberdeen team. They might not play. He won't get to win the day, um, but you would think he would get a medal or something. Kind of yeah, I, th- I think I don't know if the Scottish Cup's the same, but I know in the Champions League, you know, like say, um, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, and John John Terry have um, you know picked up medals. Yeah even though they've not been stripped and ready for action because they were suspended. so But I don't think the Scottish Cup's the same. I would like to think they would be, but this is SFA we're talking about. Oh, maybe you can apply for them. Maybe you can in the league. Yeah, but, if you've not, you know, you've got to win a set number of games if you want to win a medal for playing in the league. Maybe it works. Mm-hmm. You can apply if you haven't played enough. It might get a medal either way, because it might get a medal if it goes part to Celtic. If they get so many medals, because I had kind of talk that it was an unused sub in one of the games. It was an unused sub against Albion Rovers, eh? So, yeah. That's right, because um, an Aberdeen. Sorry, go, John. Some folk uh, were trying to speculate that Aberdeen could be kicked out of the cup because even though it was an unused sub, um, that meant that he wasn't allowed to play. Apparently, that used to be the rule. They, they yeah. changed it a couple like, either last season or the season before or something like that, that, that you had to have actually played so you could and the starting 11 or one or two used subs but if you were on the bench and unused then it didn't count so it's absolutely fine nothing to worry about aye exactly uh, and it would have been picked up the last round when he came on against Partick Thistle aye aye true the, the opposite other positive about Saturday is the fact that the at 2 all obviously Aberdeen's characters getting questioned again Oh, big game, and they're going to mess up, but came through it in the end, so maybe answered a few critics there. Probably still know any time it's a big game, we've still got these accusations, though. But yeah, I, th- I think the credit's got to be there where it's due because, you know, I remember a couple of years ago against St Johnson when we dominated the game, should have had them buried. Um, yep. And then they scored, t- you know, they went in the game, then Stephen May pops up with two goals, and that's all you remember. And people can say that we were a wee bit lucky, and you know, we got lucky with the mess of the tactics, but at the end of the day, the score reads, we won the game 3-2. Um, it doesn't matter how you get through in the Scottish Cup, they don't remember exactly. how, how lucky our team were. We got through and that's all that matters. And it's been 17 long years since we've been to a final, the Scottish Cup, so... 27 years yeah, 27 years since we've won it. The final's on yeah. the 27th. The final well of the season was on the 27th as well. So let's hope the 27th of May is more favourable than the 26th of December was, but that'll be difficult. Uh, as Jamie Langfield said, I hope the outcome's different. 
I know Jamie Lightfoot was talking about the League Cup, but <laughs> I'm hoping it's a bit different for the last time we do this in the final. Yeah, I seen you tweeting that last night. So, that'll be a big day, anyway. So, aye. and it's good as well as the top two teams in the, the league. The best two teams in Scotland are going to fight it out. Yeah, do you want to start? Go for that. Right. Since so, 1992 93, is it? Uh, I was, I, that's, that's part of it, yeah, because um, um, that was the last time that the, the two finals uh, were played out by the same two teams. Uh, and for enough, it was the, the top two in the, the country at the time, Rangers and Aberdeen. But uh, yeah. sadder for you guys, it was a treble for Rangers that season. Yeah, um, yeah we don't like that start. Well, here's a, here's another one. The last three Scottish Cup finals between Aberdeen Celtic, Aberdeen have won. Celtic won the first three, Aberdeen won the next three. Yeah, we like that one. May that continue. <laughs> well, it's three each, so it must be yeah. to flip it again. <laughs> um, what the other thing I was going to say was a bit better for Aberdeen is that the other two times that the the, the two domestic finals were played out by the same teams it was Celtic and Rangers in 65-66 and 70-71 and it was one apiece so in 65-66 Celtic won the League Cup and Rangers won the Scottish Cup and it was only around in 70-71 I hope that's a nice wheel win for us um, yeah. yeah what was your thoughts on the game yesterday then Chris? Um, it was uh, amazingly easy. I mean, I I'd, I'd went into the game expecting. Uh, well, I, I was I was expecting uh, Rangers to not screw up the tactics. To be honest, um, I'd, I'd obviously seen Rangers um, against Aberdeen and I'd seen them against Thistle, and I was looking at guys like uh, Hindman and Tanal and thinking, no, that's going what a good partnership in midfield. So then Coutinho uh, dropped Tanal completely and moved Hindman out wide to be completely ineffective so he could play the likes of hide and seek champion Joey Garner um, and Martin Blackhorn who his own ability seems to be run over goal lines and touch lines um, it was, I mean even like said Joe Dodo whose name seems really hard to, for everybody to pronounce for, for something that's about eight characters long uh, he seems like a better player and yet he had to come off the bench it's, I mean, he was good at cut he was good making one against Aberdeen yeah. as well. I, he, obviously, he scored one, hit the bar. Um, he had probably Rangers' best shot of the game yesterday as well. So um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why Rangers picked the team they picked because it just it, it never seemed to work. And certainly, you know when he made the subs at half time, they certainly did seem to improve. Um, they were just they were unlucky in the fact that about six minutes into the second half, was when Celtic broke it apart. And it was a break when Rangers were on the attack. It was Celtic broke it apart and won the penalty. But um, it was it was all too easy for Celtic. And it, like, yeah. I'm 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 actually interested to see what happens this coming weekend when the two face again to see if Rangers learn from the mistakes that they made in the first place. But I can't I understand why they start with Gardner. That's one as well. He's just a waste of jersey. He was very quiet. Yeah. I, I, I actually read a stat that suggested he had eight touches of the ball in the first half, <laughs> two of which were at kickoff, and he completed just one pass. I can believe it because he's not in the highlights at all. But um, I mean, the other man I was the other two players I was worried about was Kenny Miller, who I think had an off day. Um, he, he, he couldn't hit the target when he had, and and Fodrin, who obviously had a good few saves. Was unlucky with the penalty. Um, yeah, he, he's he's a decent goalkeeper, and we've, we've struggled to get past him a few times this season. 
So they were they were the four that I was looking for, and one had never played, and one was played at position, and one had a bad game. So I think that definitely helped play into things. But um, yeah. the 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 biggest worry for me is the fact that Dembele went off injured after half an hour with the, the hamstring. So I think he was having a scan today, wasn't he? I think I've, not, I've not heard anything. I am not expecting him to come back this season. Um, hamstring injuries tend to be four to six weeks. You've got no bad replacement over Griffiths. It's a good replacement, but we're now at the point that Griffiths would need to be wrapped in cotton wool because there's nothing after that. Now, I know when we when Celtic played Aberdeen at Celtic Park uh, in January, was it January? I mm-hmm. think so. Um, we didn't have a, a fit striker that day either, and 1 0 thanks to the Boyata header. Now, I wouldn't really want to play Aberdeen again because the only time that we've played well with no recognised striker has been against Hearts. <laughs> and we've done it twice now. Uh, but against Aberdeen, it was a bit of a tough game to, to try and, and win that, that cup final without a recognised taker. So that is going to be a case of making sure Griffiths, one, gets a run out because he's going to want to get a bit of confidence built up ahead of that Scottish Cup final. And two, doesn't get too much of a run out that he gets injured. It's going to be a fine way to find balance in that this one, I think, over the next five week games. And the, the really annoying thing was that before that, Dembele was just ragged on that defence. They could not handle him. He played his a big part in the, the opening goal, um, which nobody tracked the McGregor under after they barely had picked it up. Uh, and it was a, a pass into it. It was it was so well placed. But um, so yeah, I'm 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 rather concerned how long Dembele is going to be, and I really do suspect he's not going to feature again this season. Yeah, few few are talking points. Obviously, with the game as well, holiday. I've should heard be, people try to say that. Oh, it's because it was in the first ten minutes. Should have been away. It was. No, should have been a red, without a doubt. No, no attempt for the ball at all. No, I think. I think uh, the holiday red is going to be Scott Brown's defence, and uh, later yeah. this week when he goes and says, "Well, here's my defence. Uh, I, I got a red card last week. How come that one was only yellow?" And I'm sure he could put together a compilation video of uh, what was a yellow and what was a red, because there's been a few challenges this season have gone booked rather than sent off. So. Oh, all, yeah. all you do is go on yes, and go look. All we're asking is consistency. Personally, I would chase him because I still think it was a red card. Um, but that's that, that's a defensive goal, I think. And then uh, Patrick Roberts took a bit of further treatment with Beerman as well. I think the, the tackle he got booked for should have probably been a red. Yeah, I think, but then I think it was actually a worse than the one Halliday put on. It was a lot more out of control because he was, he was up off the ground, it was almost two feet. Um, whereas Halliday was just was, in fast and hard. He knew it was, he he was in control of what he was doing. I was in control in that he wanted to wipe the player out. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, there was no. I, I do actually think Beerman does go for the ball, but he's just gone in recklessly. Was Halliday? It was blatant. He was wanting to take Patrick Roberts out. Yeah. Um, but Beerman was lucky. I mean, if that one was a, a correct booking, he's very lucky to stay in the part with yeah. a possible second booking defence. But Wilcom doesn't even have a word with him. No. No, I think I think what I call him is erring on the side of lenient again. Um, the other the other one that's worth talking about is the penalty decision because before it was pointed out to me, I'd forgot what the rule was. I was thinking, well, maybe it's a goal scoring opportunity um, because Tavernier's the last man and Griffiths is next thing Griffiths is going to do is pull the trigger. And I was thinking maybe it's because he's not, it's because Griffiths is kind of running a bit wide. It's not, it's a penalty. It's inside the box. He's went. For, he's legitimately went for a ball. The rule change means it's only yellow. So I'll give Kirk yeah. credit for that one. He was absolutely spot on that. Um, 
The last game neutrals here. Any doubt about it being a penalty? No, no doubt uh, whatsoever. Uh, so that is literally just having you. Let's get any doubt about it then. Yeah. <laughs> I think even most um, no narrow-minded Rangers fans have come out and said it was a clear penalty. You know, I think Tavernier is the only one I know that thinks it wasn't a penalty. And he's making up something that yeah, even Griffith says it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, but he's just cutting the straws with that one. Yeah. I think so. That's, uh, a, a few people said to me that that that's kind of something that catches Tavernier out a lot. Is that lunging challenge? No, I, I I don't think he had much choice. I think he had to try and make that because if he doesn't, Griffith has done him. He's at, Griffith is in behind him and he's one on one with the keeper. So, and plus the boy on the far side who's free yeah I mean that, that's, that's the other option is Griffiths just parties it for a I think it was Sinclair actually who eventually took the penalty uh, I think if he'd squared it down yeah. it would happen so um, I don't think Tavernier had much he had to go for it never made it he's unlucky I think the funny moment I, I never actually seen the goal the, the penalty being taken so I went I was I had to go to the shop. So I was that sitting in the car. I just I just got home when we won the penalty. So I sat in the car listening to it because I knew something was going to miss it. And then like all I heard because the, the commentary was terrible. I heard the save, and there was that brief pause, and then a cheer. And I thought he's missed it because I thought the the, the cheer was probably the Rangers fans at the other end. <laughs> and it was, so there was that brief moment. I thought he'd missed the penalty, but uh, no, nah, it was it was unlucky for him. Um, Fodderham not to save that. Yeah, any other day we might have come back out and might have had a potion come back out of me. Um, the way the, the, the Rogic bit, uh, shot towards the end of the game hit the potion came back out. Um, but yeah, I, like, I think if Rangers can play a bit better like they did in the second half rather than the way they did in the first half uh, at Ibrox next week, then they might have a bit more of a chance of taking something for the game. Um because like, they need not to be informed and not missing the target. Um, I'm not convinced. I mean, that's a couple of games now where Icon's just been pretty poor against Celtic. Um, I think if he had more season, he's been pretty poor, to be fair. Yeah, I, th- I think Apart he, from when he, he plays Hamilton. He, he's proven himself to be every bit the, the championship striker, the Scottish championship striker, that is, that he was like when, before they came up, because he, he did well down there, but... He just he, he doesn't seem to have it for the top level in Scotland. Um, but um, if, they, if, they, if they maybe play Terrell and Heinemann in a uh, more recognised position in midfield, maybe play Dodo. I think I think Rangers could, could give Celtic a, a, a few more troubles yet, especially given the fact that that's the important game out of the way now, as far as Celtic are concerned. The game at Ibrox doesn't mean anything to Celtic other than what, City Rivalry. Unbeaten run. Uh, unbeaten run as well. Unbeaten run, so a draw, a draw would be fine. Um, but Rangers on the other hand no. if they lose coupled with Aberdeen winning at the weekend the second place is gone because that'll be 12 points with a far inferior goal difference before games left yep uh, so we return to league action on Friday with possibly the biggest Highland derby since the two those two have been in the top flight I would say because if Ross County win you would say they were safe from avoiding the automatic relegation, certainly. Uh, and if Inverness would be in even deeper trouble than they already are. Yeah. Inverness need to win that. I don't think there's much doubt about that. They need to pick up the points now. They're already five adrift of Dundee. Um, you're right, Ross County, if they win that game, they'll be 11 clear of Inverness with four games to play. That's pretty safe. Yep. So, yeah, I think if Inverness don't win that, I think 
Um, I, I, I actually think Inverness are in big trouble anyway. Uh, it's probably too late, but stranger things have happened. Now, if we're looking for attractive, well, you could, mind you, we don't pay any Friday, but Ross County have even money for this game. The draws thirteen to five, and Inverness are twenty nine to ten. Uh, what's your prediction in terms of score, Chris? Maybe one interesting factor of this is the fact that Shelp suspended. Because, as we said last week, he did end up getting that two-game ban, which they accepted, fair enough. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see if Ross County can make the most of getting that point they shouldn't have got against Celtic, but not not have issues picking up points against the teams that they need to take points off. I'm There's not, a start as well. I'm not entirely convinced to do it. I think this might, might not be enough for Inverness, but I think this could be like a, a one-each draw. I want each draw. Right, that goes against the star I was going to give. There's been over two and a half goals scored in Ross County's last nine home games. I was I was toying with the idea of saying a Desmond, but no, I'm, I, there's something else one each. John? I'm going to say 2 1 Ross County. I think they'll, they'll do enough. And Inverness's run, one winning, was it one winning 21 league games? And now they need to win, and it's what, four all season? And then they need to win three or four. To give themselves any chance? Nah, I can't see it. Uh, I'm going to go Desmond. So, 2-0. With that, um, Saturday, early kick-off, Rangers against Celtic. You'd think we'd be sick of the side each other. Uh, the odds, 15-4 for Rangers. The draw is 3-1. And Celtic have actually got semi-attractive odds for 8-11. When, when was the last time Rangers were 15-4 at Ibrox? Against anybody? Maybe, I don't know, maybe the last time they played Celtic, I don't know. I can't remember, it was one of in December, but that's, that's massive for a game they need to win. Uh, what do you think, John? <laughs> I was going to say it might be harder for Celtic without Scott Brown, but they might not necessarily be without him. Um, I still think Celtic will edge, I think 2-1. I think I think they will be about Scott Brown because I'm fairly sure even if that yet bed was just a yellow, he'd be suspended for picking up too many yellows. So, I, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how we go without him uh, in, in this game. But um, I'm I'm going to go one all. Uh, I'll go forty-one Celtic <laughs> with that one. Uh, next up, get Hearts against Partick Thistle. Hearts are twenty to twenty-one. Draws five to two. This was thirty-one to ten. And another start. There's been under two and a half goals scored in thirteen of Party Thistle's last fourteen games. Chris, one no Hearts. One no Hearts. John. I think two one Hearts, and some I forgot to mention after the semi-final Aberdeen. Winning means that fourth place is guaranteed European football. So there's a big incentive for Hearts and part of them. They're still not mathematically out it themselves. Uh, I'm going one all for this one. Um, Aberdeen against St. Johnson. Aberdeen are 9-20, draw is 7-2 and St. Johnson are 7-1. That's, that's, that's quite a pick. Uh, John? I'm going to sit in the fence and go 1-1. One, one. Ah, 2 nil Aberdeen. Yeah, I think 2 nil Aberdeen. We hope uh, you're right. 
Motherwell against Dundee. Motherwell five to four. Draw five to two. Dundee nine to four. Three one Motherwell. You want Motherwell? Yeah, Dundee are going to get thumped five times. Neil McCann in charge. Not a chance of they getting in. I'm going to go two 0 Motherwell. Dundee are struggling for goals just now and points, obviously. So we don't think there'll be any kind of man- new manager bounce at all. No, not with Neil McCann in charge. Forget it. Uh, the manager pundit. Farcical, I farcical He's, I he has been doing. He's done coaching before, hasn't he? What championship manager? No, he was a number two at Dunfermline under uh, Jim Jeffries, but it's a Dunfermline team that was struggling in League One. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But um, Being number two doesn't necessarily mean you can do the job. You're the guy in charge. I'm <laughs> interested to see, but I really don't fancy him doing anything. And he can wave his rule book at folk. Aye, uh, well, Motherwell haven't really been particularly great either. They're, uh, they're picking up the points in them, though. I think um, Robinson's doing a reasonably okay job there. It's, it's nothing spectacular, but they'll do enough to stay up, I think. And, and pick up that one, and this will certainly help. I'm going to go for one all. Um, and then, last up, Hamilton. Against Kilmarnock, Hamilton eleven to eight, draw twelve to five, Kilmarnock eighty five to forty. Chris, Paul Band, no no, no no. Yep. Uh, John, I'm going to be bold and go one no Hamilton. One no Hamilton. Uh, I'll go for one no. Where that one? Kelly have been pretty good form recently. They were rotten against Hearts. When they tell you last week. <laughs> I don't think the hearts were any better, to be fair, Chris. I think the game just could be summed up rotten. Aside from that, though, under McCulloch, they've been drawing a lot of games. I don't know if there was anything that we all agreed on there, really, was there? I don't really know. I thought we were all going to agree with them, but even that went away. So, John, you said earlier you had an idea for a charity bet. Was it a treble? It was, but I think I'm going to... I'll take one out because um, the league one bet is not allowed. So, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, I was going to say Al at home to Shunar. Um I've also got down Falkirk at home to a Queen of South team with nothing to play for. And yep. Falkirk are going for second. Yep, I agree with that. And Arbroath at home to Elgin. I know Elgin are going for playoffs, but Arbroath are going for championship and they're the home team. That's my thought, but it's up to you guys. I like well. all to the end, Including the, the league win, I'll stand arguing. Right, so Falkirk are 4 to 9. I'll are 4 to 5. And I'll are 11 to 10. Right. Okay. I think the problem with our growth one is Elgin's still going for that playoff spot, but mm-hmm. it's not the team Elgin would want to be playing this week. No, I just think home advantage might help our growth this weekend. Let's see. £54.60 a ton for Falkirk, Aloha, and Forfa, was it? Yep. Arbroath. No, Arbroath, sorry. Arbroath. Right. Uh, well, first goal scorer. Any suggestions? Spence, maybe. 
Buchanan. Buchanan, but I was maybe another one, but I've been at home at Peterhead. Crash, any thoughts? Uh, I'm only thoughts want to look at some modern, but kind of spread their goals a bit. A bit. Mackenzie seems a good bet, but so does Marlon. Just trying to mix it up a bit. Marlon, I suppose Marlon has three kicks on him as well. Um, I don't know, whatever. Take a gamble with Marlon, Marlon this weekend. Aye, let's do it. It'd be pretty decent odds, I would think, as well. So if that was to win, it would boost the pot nicely. Right, so we've got a treble, Falkirk, Arloa and our Broth, which returns £54.60. And then we've got Stevie Marlin or St Mirren to score first against Wraith Rovers. Odds will follow for that later in the week once McBookie half them. And I believe that concludes the podcast. Unless there's anything else. No, I have run stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. No, that's us. The semi chat was enough. Aye. Aye. Well, we've, we've all okay, managed to get beyond the semi. It's probably a joke. Yes. It's probably a joke, but I've run it, but I have no idea what it is. Achieved more than a semi. Yeah. It's a hard one to think about, eh? Aye, but it's, the final will be a stiff challenge, I think, for Aberdeen. Uh, so, yeah, we better probably just uh, cut and chase. Right. See you later, guys. <laughs> right, cheers. Cheers. Right. <laughs>